Hey now, it's Brace for Impact, and I'm your host, Mike Gilbert, and I'm joined as always by JD by God Oliva. How you doing, JD? Oh, I'm all right, man. How about yourself? Uh, doing pretty good. Had kind of a wild day. I have the day off tomorrow, so that's cool. Nice. So today kind of so we we had um so my boss, he's been off for like three weeks, and we had certain metrics that we had to hit. We had to we had some um growth like benchmarks that we had to hit. We had three different sections that we needed at least a a 15% increase with all three of those sections, right? Uh, and I'm just speaking in generalities because if I get too into the weeds, it's going to bore everybody. Um, and two of the three, we just no, knocked it out of the park. Not only did we, we hit the 15% benchmark, we actually exceeded it by quite a lot, both of them, right? Um, and then there was this one, we had been sitting at 14% for what I thought the last week or so. They told me, oh, yeah, we're already at 14% on that one. We should be able to hit 15 easy. So I'm like, okay. And I don't, so I don't really focus on that. I don't pay too much attention to it. And then two o'clock rolls around today. And I'm like, hey, we got the day off tomorrow. I'm probably going to cut everybody out like three o'clock, give them, a, give them like 90 extra minutes to go be home. So at two o'clock, I'm like, hey, guys, you said you're, you know, we're 14. You said we're going to blow past that. Where are we sitting at? And like the, the person that was managing that, that um that metric was like ghost ghost white and was like uh well what well what exactly are you looking for and i was just like well the the exact thing that i asked you for is what i'm looking for the thing that we've been spelling out for weeks that you told me you were going to get where are we sitting with that I, I need to know because boss gets back on monday we're off tomorrow we can't leave today until we get that 15 percent and and she just looks at me and she's like kind of muttering and stuttering and doesn't know what to do. So I call her supervisor over and I was like, hey, look, can you guys just do the math real quick? I was like, look, you guys are already at 14%. You said you've done some more stuff here. We should be at least by 17, 18% by now. Should be no problem. I go back to my desk. They come into my office or no, the, the girl comes in my office like 15 minutes later. And she's she's like, well, when I said we were at 15, 14%, that was more of a projection. We were expecting to get there by today, but we haven't hit that mark. And I was just like, I was just like, oh, okay. Why don't you go tell your supervisor to come here? We'll talk about this later. <laughs> so he comes in and I just let him have it. And I was just like, when you say, when you write on the board that we're at 14%, I expect us to be there. You don't say, I ex don't, don't, don't write it if we're not actually there. Write what the truth is. When you call that a projection, that's called a lie. That is called not being truthful. So therefore, you have lied to a senior non-commissioned officer in the military, which comes with a little bit of punishment that we might not even get to. But, you know, so we, we go back and forth. And um, needless to say, I, uh, I, they were at 7% and they were supposed to be at 15%. And nobody got to go home until we got up to 15%. Thankfully, they left when we were 18. So um, mainly because the old master sergeant had to get his hands dirty a little bit and take care of the business. So. Um, that was good to go. So that was a bit stressful. Uh, I hated uh, jumping on people. I, I tried not to do stuff like that. I'm not like I don't like to be a yeller or a cusser, but uh, this was one of those situations. Like, oh man, you guys have been lying to me about this one for weeks, and then you spring it on me right before I'm about to release everybody to go home for a three day weekend, um, so they can go celebrate with their families. And then now I can't do that because I'm not one of those guys. Like some people, and I, and I feel this way about I feel this way about a lot of people in pro wrestling where. Like failure is a reasonable option, right? They're like, okay, we didn't hit our marks. That's okay. No big deal. We're not, not me. 
Like if I know I have an achievable mark to hit and I give somebody my word that we're going to get there, I'm not leaving until it's done. We're going to mm-hmm. get there. Right. So um, when I give people my word that I'm going to do something, I hate never not doing that. So needless to say, my boss is going to be happy when he gets back on Monday. He probably isn't going to know all the details of how we got there, but we got there today. That's what matters. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yep. you know, so you got to put boost asses sometimes, you know, you do. You do. My day sucked ass. So. <laughs> yeah yeah which we we kind of already talked about uh before we were on the air tonight so we don't need mm-hmm. to get into all that but yeah <laughs> we don't need to get into that so um speaking of um things that are not going uh people's way and trouble with leadership and management nick aldis appears to be leaving the nwa the sinking ship that is the nwa the ss nwa titanic currently hit about to hit a giant rock named tyrus and go down <laughs> Not flames, yeah. but water. Yeah, yeah man. Thing, um, I get it. Yeah. This this thing is a complete mess, man. Um, Aldis. So the, the funny thing is, so Aldis, I guess, I don't know who, who he told, but he said that he was not renewing his deal in January. His, his deal expires in January. He said he would not be staying with NWA. Um, that went public because he, he didn't leak it. He just said it on a podcast, I think. And then, and then I think he put out a statement. It's not a leak. You can tell people. Right. Right. And NWA has their show this weekend and he was going to be on that show. He was actually one of the lower card matches and uh, he released that he was going to be leaving. And that kind of overshadows what's happening on the pay-per-view a little bit. You know, you got a kind of a, a lame duck guy on the show. People know about it. So it's like, Oh, okay. We're not really interested in what he's doing. So Billy Corgan pulls him off the show, essentially suspends him for the rest of his contract. And then he kind of went scorched earth a little bit on busted open uh, with a with uh, Bully Ray and uh, Dave LaGreca there. And to, to Bully Ray's credit, he actually like point blank was like, Billy, just shoot straight with me. Is this a work? And Billy Corgan was like, it's not a work now. But when I was on saying the same stuff before, it was a work then. So that's what kind of kind of got my brain like, okay. The, but he said, he goes, I'm not working, but Aldis is clearly working some kind of angle here uh, on his way out. He's trying to burn the NWA to the ground. And I'm like, you know, Billy, if anybody's burning the NWA to the ground, it's fucking you. It's your, your booking. Yeah, it's your well, booking, and it's you and Trevor Murdoch making dumb comments about women's wrestling. Comment, like, and the thought process behind it, so they said that they couldn't pr- produce an Empower show because they didn't have enough talent. If they just said, like, hey, look, we, we don't have the partnerships that we once had, you know, it'd be real difficult for us to get with Impact on this deal. AEW is out. That relationship is no longer there. And we don't have enough talent under contract to be able to make any money off of that pay-per-view. I think people would say that that's, like, okay. Like, they wouldn't be too mad about it. But the way that they're going about this thing is completely wrong pissing off everybody pissing off mickey james who's a legend obviously pissing off aldous who wants out of his who is uh, leaving now and he's not coming back and not only that you got tyrus in the main event of your pay-per-view and it's rumored that he's likely to win the world title uh, over trevor murdoch and uh, matt cardona so there's a lot going on there in the nwa man the whole thing's a mess why would they okay like okay let's I'm going to go back to Empower, and then we'll go back to – I'm yeah. going to Empower, and then we'll go back to Aldous for a second. Okay. What, do they watch their own shows? Like, the fact that their their statement is that we don't have the talent to pull this off or that there's not enough talent – like, Trevor Murdoch, of all people, who was irrelevant in pro wrestling two years ago, who is essentially irrelevant to this day. You're the, I mean – is he the NWA champion currently? I don't even know. He is. He is. Like, yeah. who cares? Who cares? I mean, like, he is. 
Uh, but, but I'm going to give Trevor Murdoch a little bit of credit here. Just a tiny bit. Of I'm credit. not. That's a stupid that, thing to say as a champion. That was a, that was a very dumb thing to say, but you're saying the guy is irrelevant. And yes, he is not a big he's money draw like that, but the build up to him winning a big he's money, a, he's draw? Not any money draw, any money draw. Okay. But when he won the NWA title at wrestling at the chase against Nick Aldis, I enjoyed that match. I enjoyed the buildup. I enjoyed John Goodman doing the documentary or the 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 voiceover for it. So that was cool. Other Mike, than that, that, I that doesn't. Impressed. That's fine. You can say you like the story. Yeah. That's not. That's not doing it. Where does Where does Trevor Murdoch of all people get off telling people that they aren't worthy of carrying a show? This that's, dude doesn't oh, sell tickets. This dude yeah. doesn't sell tickets. I would like to say he's the worst drawing NWA champion of all time. But I mean, like realistically speaking, since Shane Douglas threw that thing down. You know, when it wasn't affiliated with this company, it hasn't mattered. Mm. It doesn't matter. The only the only NWA champion that can claim to be a draw in recent years is Nick Aldis. And it was pretty much because Absolutely. of Cody Rhodes. Right? All yeah, in well, was uh, all in was Cody's show, man. That all show in was, was Cody's show. That show was then, sold out before the NWA had affiliation with it. Right. That, that is and, true. That is and, true. And yeah. they got that. So you can't tell me Nick Aldis drew that house, but that was the mad. That was my favorite match of the show, quite frankly. And that, and and that should have been the main. That should have been the main event, in my opinion. Of, of uh, yeah, was, I well, really, I really liked it. I'm really glad it, it wasn't with what we did get in the main event because it was so abbreviated. Because <laughs> yeah, because uh, Skrull and Okada went. Because Marty Skrull had to masturbate in front of the crowd for 20 minutes with his stupid bird calls. God, I'm so glad that guy's canceled. Regardless of what he did, he's just terrible. Um, no, I mean, like, where do these guys, Tyrus? Like, these are dudes who aren't anything, who've never been anything. The best thing they have is Nick is uh, Matt Cardona, who can say he's a draw, who has yeah. proven to be able to sell tickets on the independent level. Like, the NWA isn't doing a good job selling out their shows. They aren't doing a good job drawing pay-per-view numbers. So if you're going to tell me that you don't have the, that the women's talent isn't good enough like bro look in a mirror man you aren't good enough like yeah. it's 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 well, insane i get i get that he's got to trumpet the banner as the champion but you come off sounding like an idiot and i'm not saying oh, telling you definitely. that that empower is going to draw you know whatever but you're not drawing nothing anyway yeah you're irrelevant well, as it is yeah and and so they they only have a few women on the roster, and they if they did try to promote an, another Empower pay per view without the help of AEW and without oh, the help of Impact, no they no would no they would lose their ass. And I think no that's no. they should have just left it at that. It's like, hey, look, we only have so many folks, um, and we we don't really have the relationships that we had before. So if we tried it right now, we would lose our ass. We'd rather wait until we can build something up over time. We can't just schedule it right now. Wait, we have to wait until our roster expands a little bit, and we just don't have the capability to do that because what they're on Fight TV on a paid deal um they're probably not making a ton of money off of that thing they're probably actually losing money um doing that so um they they should have left it at that now back to nick aldis right yes who who i i thought was a great nwa world champion i thought the the um the gold the what was it called the not the the gold series 10 pounds of gold series. I thought was an incredible kind of a documentary series. It started to get me back in the mode of enjoying NWA. The first incarnation of the NWA that they started to do, I actually really enjoyed. And then the pandemic hit and then everything after that, has just kind of fallen by the wayside. That's not what um, happened. That's not what I, you I'm left just, out. You left out a giant part of why that changed. Let's focus on, let's be real. D- <laughs> I'm, am I forgetting something that happened? You are for you are okay. forgetting somebody. <laughs> okay. Because I'm just going the, off the oh, top of my head, by the way. The writer whose name I can't remember at the moment. He got canceled. D- uh, Dave Lagana. Dave, Dave Lagana. Lagana. I was about to say yes, Dave Lagana. For- I'm like, that's not right. Dude, I Dave- did I did forget about that. That's, that's it. 
the 10 pounds of gold was his like nwa power 10 pounds of gold that was his brainchild billy is a money guy who just paid like 10 pounds of gold in the nwa is nothing like what his 2017 2016 tna run was like right yeah this is all dave lagreca's brain dave lagana's excuse me brain <laughs> we talked busted open now it's stuck in my head yeah. it's all dave lagana's brainchild he turned out to be a sex pest so yes. allegedly by the way allegedly gotta say dude, that. I think when we you're have to so, say that when you're i think so, we have to say that you can say that when we're you're so <laughs> filthy that billy corrigan isn't gonna touch you mm-hmm. that's all i got to say like the show has plummeted since they lost their creative visionary that's the truth the no. was the creative guy behind everything and it's never been the same since now that did happen during the pandemic during speaking out because yeah. of his allegations and coincidentally he hasn't shown up anywhere since so you know draw your own conclusions there but and he's a he's a talented creative guy so absolutely. if those things weren't so's, true he'd probably pop up somewhere so's roman polanski like i mean yeah the two things aren't necessarily mutually exclusive, but yeah. since then the NWA has been in a worse place. They had something I thought with Cardona, right? The Cardona mm -hmm. injury did a lot to hurt a lot of companies in my opinion, but they're in a bad place right now. Like the creative is not good. Like you don't have to watch the show to know that. Just look at what's going on. They have we, people get on AEW for all titles. The NWA is like six people under contract and all of them have a title. Every single person is <laughs> final. Someone shows up at the tapings. That's part of the deal. You get into you get into TV tapings and they give you a belt. Here. Now you're the national junior heavyweight champion. Congratulations. Like it's a disaster. <laughs> Do you blame all this for not wanting to be involved? And quite frankly, he's done everything he could for that brand and done everything he can mm -hmm. with the brand. Like I'm yeah. of the mind that people gotta go sometimes. Mm -hmm. Right? You got I think Cody it's, did the right thing. Cody gotta yeah. go. He said all it's time to leave the yeah, mm -hmm. it's time to leave the territory, and I agree. I think um, I, you know what, I, and I'm going to say this as as a guy that uh, was very impressed by all this as the NWA champion. Um, it just seemed like like once he lost the title, he kind of lost like not him personally, but just him like in the wrestling business, kind of lost his way a little bit. And he needs a new challenge, right? He's conquered that. He was the champion for a long time. I think he needs a new challenge. I think he needs to go somewhere else. I am of the mind that when a champ, <coughs> excuse me, that when a champion loses a title, sometimes the best thing they can do is go away, right? Yeah. If it's even if it's for an, if permanently or for just an extended period of time, like because there's no way to show up to make you look good when you were the guy. And now you're not the guy. And now you're not the guy, and they they're pushing you down the card. Like imagine how much better WCW '97 is if Hogan, Hogan loses to Sting in that match and he just goes away. Yeah. Right. Like it's it's better that way. Like I think that that's something that we're not all companies need to do. That when the champ is done, do something else, and then bring you could bring them back months later. But I mean, mm -hmm. I think everywhere guys are better off just kind of disappearing after a while because it's so it's such a blow to the image. They're so less than when they're walking around without that title. I think it's kind of hurt Moose a bit here since like he's felt mm -hmm. like he's floundered a bit since losing the title. Like where? Because I mean, like. Where do you go? Creatively yeah, speaking. He, yeah, he's just been kind of he he immediately lost the the rematch to Josh. I think it was like the very next night and they 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 did the rematch immediately so they can just kind of like that was their way of saying, "Hey, we're moving on from from this feud, so we're going to do this right away. We're going to move on." And Moose has just been kind of like he, he feuded with uh 
I don't even remember who he wrestled at Slammiversary. Is Astro going crazy back there? He's by the way? losing his damn mind. You see, he's trying to take stuff <laughs> off the walls. Hey, <laughs> knock it the fuck off. Go ahead. Come out. on, Astro. What are we doing, bud? Come here. Come here. Do you want to be on the show? Yeah, everybody. Dave Meltzer had his dog on TV earlier. Let's uh, say hi to Astro, everybody. All right. A little wound up tonight. Sorry about that. Yeah. No, it's all good. So, yeah, M- Moose has been kind of uh, – he's been in and out of some uh, some feuds. He's had some good matches, but really nothing to sink your – nothing too memorable to sink in your teeth into. Um, nothing – I mean, he had the barbed wire match, which uh, I happened to enjoy. But with it was Macklin fun. And uh, Callahan, yeah. It was fun. Um, but so with, with Aldis, so – where where does Nick Aldis go to from here? And clearly he has like a, a history with uh, impact. He was the former TNA champion, multiple time TNA champion. He's he's what 36, 37? Something like, like that. still like still a young guy. He came into TNA when he was really young. Um, I think as Magnus back in the day. Um, but do, do you see him coming here? Do you think AEW would be interested in him? Um, and then obviously I you know, I did hear rumor a while ago that he was heading towards WWE, but well, that, that remains to be seen. He um he had a, he claims to have had an offer from Tony Khan early on that he turned down. Um, I don't know how he feels about that now. I I like the idea of Nick Aldis coming back to this company. Yeah. One, we're in desperate need of main eventers. There you desperate, go. Right? Desperate, desperate need of main yeah. event, main event talent that can be face or a heel. And here's why I like Nick Aldis in this company. Nick Aldis has never been in this company. Mag Brutus Magnus was the guy, right? Yeah. And he has got a different character, a different portrayal. Like he really reinvented himself with the NWA. Like he he turned himself into an old school, you know, 60s, 70s world champion guy walking around in the suits holding the title like a briefcase almost like mm-hmm. he can't say what you want about his wrestling like i said i saw the man have good matches like cody rose is great but he's not my favorite worker but those two had a fantastic match together you know and at all not only at all at all in the bad the rematch the, too the yeah. rematch at the nwa show i thought was like just as good or some people I, thought were was better at the fairgrounds yeah i can't i'm biased that because i was at the all-in show <laughs> yeah so i can't i can't say which was better you know it's always better when you're there and seeing cody rhodes win the nwa world title as a fan was awesome but the match was good both matches were good so nick eldis is capable of having matches does he have like your kenny omega style four-star dave Meltzer classic no but you don't have to have that i would love to see him come back here as nick aldis as that guy, because I think that you have a great dichotomy with him and Josh Alexander, because Josh Alexander is a super blue collar dude, right? Yeah. Walks around in work boots. He's got that must that big old beard, shaved head, looks like tats all over the place. He looks like a dude you'd see at the bar that works out a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Nick Aldis isn't that guy, right? Like there's something yeah. visually appealing about those two in a program. And I think that I think Aldis is much better as a heel. Always have thought that. So I think that immediately he's a he's a world championship contender, if not a champion. Like, I think this company needs him, quite frankly. I'm much more interested in him than Bully frickin' Ray. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this company would need him. Look, you know, and say say what you want. Like, yeah, he's not going to give you those five-star classics, but he can occasionally pull a four-star, you know, out yeah. of his butt. But what, but what he can do that, that this company needs that he could probably do better than anybody in the promotion is talk people into the building. Ah, you know something I mean? we like, need. 
Yes. Like that. Like, I think that is more, more important than, you know, your star ratings, which essentially mean shit, honestly. Um, I, I think that he could talk people into the building. I think he could be a heel for Josh to overcome. I think he could even beat Josh and become champion. And then they could do kind of a back and forth thing there because what Josh is lacking since he's had his moose feud is a heel that he can really sink his teeth into. Absolutely. Some, you know what I mean? And, um, and I, I think honestly, Alexander has gotten a little bit stale because of that. I agree. So, and I know they're trying to do something like that with bully Ray. They got this long-term story, but look, bully Ray is bully Ray. He, you know, was famous a long time ago. I don't know what he's got left in the tank. Um, I'm not really all that interested in what they're doing. I don't care. The bully's going to turn on him. They've set it up and I don't care. Um, he, bully's still a great promo, but look, Aldis is a great promo. Aldis looks like a world heavyweight champion. He does. Aldis has, he's got great promos and he really could be that opposite of Josh Alexander's. Josh is kind of like that modern day new Japan strong style type of performer with a little bit of Bret Hart and Kurt Angle in him. And Aldis is straight up old school Dory Funk, junior Jack Briscoe with a little bit of, you know, he's got a little bit of Randy Orton in him, you know, not, you know, not, not as fluid, but he's got a little bit of Randy Orton in him. Like with the look, he's a six foot four, he's shredded, looks great um i he's like your classic nwa world heavyweight champion i like i like that pairing i like that matchup there no i really like the i like the dichotomy like i said it's blue collar versus white collar you yeah. know it, it, it's it's beer versus champagne right mm -hmm. and i think you can go a lot i think you can go a long way at that like one thing i really liked about the cody rhodes all this match was like the the corner men like you know the big presentation like cody and, and aldis both came out with their entourages right mm -hmm. i would like to see them create something some like that again for aldis that isn't necessarily a four horseman but just like his entourage of course none of those guys are available now but i mean like <laughs> it was a cool it was a cool look when they did it right yeah i think they should do it again if he comes back here because like again josh versus like a, like his own like not strictly business like i don't and I, I, you and I are going to differ on this. I do not want Tom Latimer back here. <laughs> so, okay. So I, I wouldn't mind him back here. Right. And I was just kind of, you just want the meme. You just I want just, the meme. <laughs> I want the meme so bad. I, it's in my bookmarks. It is on, and it's on my phone. It's in my favorites list on my phone, ready to use it at a moment's notice. I have like, Certainly, like I got the 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 Herschel Walker with the badge thing. That's in my bookmarks. That's saved as a favorite. <laughs> I'm ready to bust that out at a moment's notice. So, but what I will what I what I'll say about Bram, um, I wouldn't mind him in the company. I think he has improved quite a bit, and he appears to be a changed man. And he has a backstory. I know there was some uh, some allegations there of maybe some domestic abuse and things like that and some alcoholism. And if a guy takes ownership and he does the work to clean up his life and he kicks the booze, uh, given my history and my background, Fair. that's some that's somebody that I personally can get behind. Um, so I, there's that part of me that kind of like hopes that somebody like that can overcome some of those demons and to be better and then to be an example to others. And I think that's important to share the message and to carry the message on and to help other better, other people better themselves. So that's why, that's what I think about Bram. Okay. Um, I don't necessarily think you bring that guy in and you make him world champion, nothing like that. I mean, that's not what I'm saying, but I, I think that you could use that guy, but you do want to bring in Camille. Yes. A thousand percent. A th like, 
right right like straight away like i know they're going to go to mickey james and jordan grace i think that's where they're going here in impact and then immediately once that's over you go to camille brickhouse and you put her right at the top of that division um i honestly dumbfounded that she's not in wwe right now isn't it amazing like yeah she's gorgeous she's not bad in the ring and she's got an incredible like presence to her she, right? You know, she reminds me of um, oh Brigitte Nielsen from yeah. Beverly Hills Cop 2. Yeah. yeah. I think she's a little better looking than Brigitte was at the time, to be honest yeah. with you. I'm just like, saying, so she's but the, like the presentation, tall yeah. and just intimate, like an intimidating figure you is what I'm you, saying. You should do the the Jade Cargill booking plan. You do that with Camille anywhere. Yeah. She's going to be over in a heartbeat. And her and Jordan Grace, like, I don't, I think that, I think Camille would get better working here too yeah right well she you know she's solid yeah yeah solid but they they would really work on her character work here they They have a lot of good people with that and not only that she she would have um better people to work with better people like lance storm to help lay out the matches and things like that so yes i take here would be great for her i take back what i said bring in strictly business add a couple more people to that list right make it well they had West Coast Wrecking Crew, right, with Royce Isaacs and um, God, what's the other kid's name that uh, went to New Japan with him? But uh, they were part of Strictly Business too. I yeah. forget it was Royce Isaacs, and I forget who was with them. I don't know if you can pull yeah. that off today, but I mean, like you can stick somebody else with them, right? Like, there's yeah. a million people. Anybody. That can, like there's, it can work, right? Just put them in suits, and they're gonna look good. Professors and body guys in suits have always look good. And yeah, again, that's gonna be such a, a strong visual dichotomy from Josh Alexander that I don't. It's a no-brainer to me. I think that I do think AEW will will talk to him, and I do think WWE will talk to him. It's funny because remember Nick Aldis slapping himself in the face talking about <laughs> Bruce Pitt, Bruce Pritchard. He got so angry. I love him. Yeah. He's very Bruce Pritchard. Um, I don't know if I don't know how realistic that is because he doesn't seem to have like I know they had conversations, but he's not a Hunter guy, and Hunter seems to be interested in bringing in his guys and the people yeah. he developed. So it, I think they'll have conversations. But I don't know if it'll go anywhere. AEW, I'm sure he'll have conversations with Tony Khan. But if I'm Impact, I got to spend the money, man. You got to bring mm-hmm. this guy back home. You got to. We have no main event heels. We have no main eventers, basically. No. Like, yeah, no, no it's, know, it's, it's, it's a must. I, it's a must. Yeah, I agree. I If I were a betting man, and I am, I would bet that he goes to WWE. I just, I have, I have, I have a feeling that that's where he ends up. I think that, um, I know that Hunter likes his guys, but Hunter also had like, he had kind of a hard on for like 2016 TNA. If you take a look at all the guys that he brought in, he brought in, he brought in James Storm who left. He brought in Jeremy Borash, Eric Young, Samoa Joe. He brought in a lot of those guys and Nick Aldis is right there with them. So I, and he's, he's only 36 and he's a British guy. Right. And so I, he checks a lot of boxes for them. So I, I think that they would bring him in. I don't think that he would be the top guy that he thinks that he is there. That's the um, thing, though. That's you know the I mean? thing is Nick Aldis. He got nothing wrong with this, by the way. He got a bit of an ego. Right. Yeah. I don't think at 36, he's going to want to be. Uh, this is this is a pro. This is an impact podcast. So I'm not trying to offend anyone when I say this. I don't think he wants to be Bobby Roode right now. Yeah. Right. Bobby Roode's cashing a paycheck and that's fine. Like he was super over when he got here and now he's just a guy. Right. And has been just a guy there for a long time. I don't think Aldis wants that right now. Like you don't go on all these shows and do this like talk show thing to go be a, a mid card or somewhere. And I also think that's what keep him away from AEW too. 
right? Yeah, well, I just I don't think he fits in AEW like at all. Um, well, I think he could maybe, fit. Uh, maybe Ring of Honor, maybe with the ring, whatever they do with Ring of Honor coming up, you could do. I something just, there. I mean, I mean, his style is so kind of opposite of what they do. I think that their yeah, fan base would kind of their fan base would revolt against him. They revolt like, against they, like, Jay Lethal, who's really good. Like I, they, they revolted against him because there were some allegations about him in the past, and I think that was that was some of it. But none none of that stuff was ever like proven, right? Um, but he they, said it was, it was, yeah, well, it was not, very, not that, yeah, I don't want to get into it, but, um, so I, I think that's why they revolted against him. They're, they're definitely revolting against double J <laughs> and you know what he's, but he's too good. He's just going to get it over anyway. Did we not tell you that he was the last, <laughs> did I not say he was the last great heel on this show? He's the only one who are they going to just hate? for no reason. I mean, Dave even gets all worked up, but when talking about Jeff Jarrett in the show, <laughs> like it's, it's, it's beautiful, man. I love it. It, that, it is. It yeah. is. Brian Alvarez said he's got PTSD from covering TNA when Jeff Jarrett's on the show. And I love it. It's great. It's just, yeah. it makes me so happy. No, uh, Scott Demore. I know you never listen to what we say, but Nick Aldis is a must actually spend money on him. He is worth it. And then you got Mickey too. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. All right, well, so let's go ahead and get into the show here. Uh, oh, yeah, Josh Nason, Josh Nason um, from Wrestling Observer actually did the uh, the recap, and because we want a oh. job from him, we are not going to bury Josh like we no. would uh, Josiah. So no. any type of typos and mistakes, we're just going to roll with it and say great no. job anyway, Josh. No, I, I'm sorry, Josiah, but this is just an upgrade. <laughs> wink, wink, <laughs> wink. <laughs> All right, so we uh, we go to uh, BTI. Uh, Killer Kelly submitted Sandra Moon on the BTI pre-show, and that was Talking BTI. Thank you, folks. Thank you for Talking BTI with us. And that one was uh, especially made for the Twitter, the guy on Twitter who said that the BTI gimmick is getting stale. Sorry, guy. It's not stale yet. It's nowhere near as stale as BTI. Gimmick stays. We're doing it every week. Boom. Boom. And we we get to the main show, and... God has blessed us with a beautiful, beautiful man with a beautiful song and a beautiful gimmick. And he opened up the show tonight, uh, defeating Brian Myers to win the Impact Digital Media Championship. And what I got to say, I, I actually enjoyed this match. I think uh, Joe Hendry, um, you know, his character work is a lot stronger than his in-ring work, but I didn't think his in-ring work was too bad here. Uh, Brian Myers, a really good wrestler, and uh, I thought they worked well together. And uh, this was great, man. I, I really dug this. Got to be a good character if you're kind of average in the ring, right? And I don't think average, I think average yeah. is like, this is going to be a weird thing to say, but average is underrated, you know, like. because <laughs> yeah, like, everybody's so damn good all the time right now. It's right. like, I'd rather, I'm kind of leaning towards wanting to see more characters anyway at this point, because I see five-star matches three times a week. And you're spoiled by it. And they like, I forget, like someone corrected me. Like, oh yeah, Aussie Open lost to Chris Bay and, and uh, Ace Austin. I'm like, oh yeah, that was a good match. But I forget about good matches all the time because you see them so frequently. But yeah. I remember all everything Joe Hendry does. Yeah. You know, yep. I mean, and this is the right choice, by the way, because digital, we've been, we've been day one saying this belt is stupid, right? Mm -hmm. It's stupid. It's useless. Put it on a guy who's already over and who's hilarious and all of a sudden, it's way better. It's like a match made in heaven, Joe it Henry, really is. the digital media title. Because really I, I, I'm never going to care about the title, but I, no. but I believe in Joe Hendry, and I care about what he's doing, and so that makes me interested in what the title's got going on. So I'm, I'm um, and I like, I like Myers, right? I thought Cardona could have. 
it was weird. Cardona was rocking around with the digital media title and the NWA world title, and I really thought it brought down. Again, my opinion, mm-hmm. the NWA title was low to begin with, but I thought him holding that the two together, it just it was almost like a rib on the NWA to have the it, most useless I champion in your company. You know, I didn't like it, and they rarely even acknowledged that he was NWA champion. I really felt like they they could have embraced him as the NWA champion and and kind of made that title seem like it was something in a partnership with NWA, and then eventually do do something there with him as a heel. Um, but uh, they opted not to do that, and then, well, he got hurt anyway. But still, could have done an um, empower show. Hurt. Could have done an empower yeah. show with an impact relationship. You know. Yeah, you you absolutely could have. Um, After the match, Cardona got in Hendry's face on the outside, leading to Heath and Rhino coming out to beat up Cardona and run him off to the back. Mars hit an imp. Oh, this was not after the match. This was during the match. He hit an implant implant DDT. Implant. Got a near fall off of this distraction and tried to go for the roster cut, but Hendry countered with the standing ovation choke slam throw to win the title. So there you go. Good, good stuff. Do you remember who popularized the implant DDT? Do you remember who was the guy behind that variation on it? Uh, I don't remember the name off the top of my head, but as soon as Barry, you say it, I'm going to be mad. Barry Wyndham. Yes, yes. Yes, yes, sir. Barry Wyndham. The, the inspiration players. for one Uncle Howdy on SmackDown. <laughs> that is talking yes. SmackDown this week on BFM. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, next, you know, they followed this matchup, which I enjoyed with uh, one of the better segments. And if you guys haven't seen this, I t- I actually tweeted this one out. Giselle Shaw and her social media mem- uh, manager, Jai Vidal, he's the new Caleb with a K. They're backstage talking about new videos for her after she defeats Jordan Grace for the knockouts title. Uh, we then got to see a video which featured clips stolen from other interviews, pretending it to with them with her putting a voiceover saying Giselle Shaw's name over the name that they were actually saying, talking about how great Giselle Shaw is. So they had clips of Deanna Prazo, Eddie Edwards, Steve Macklin talking about these legendary figures, and then they she would just superimpose the name Giselle Shaw over over their voice whenever they would get to the talking about the name. And Dub. it was uh, really, it was, it was pretty damn uh, dubbing. Sorry. It was pretty damn funny. It was awesome. Uh, Josh nation uh, loved it. Um, really, really cool and fun segment. Yeah. I, I thought this was fun. Um, production guy. Anytime we make jokes, uh, it reminded me I, I, when you come to something like this, you always think about the Mick Foley rock. Uh, I quit match, right? Where yeah. they dub the, I quit in. So it always yeah. makes me think of that, but this was, this was funny. I laughed at it. Like I was ready to shit on this and like impact. They always do this to me. I'm ready to, to hate something. And I'm like, Oh, this was fun. Kudos. <laughs> yeah. Good job. Guys. Yeah. Good stuff. Not so fun. Was uh, Eric Young talking about the revival of uh, Violent by Design or the revamping yeah. following a uh, big con who is just now con. So even more creative and Alan angels um, joining the group last week as they beat up Cal- uh, Callahan. So, the feud must continue. Um, it's ongoing. And oh, at one point in the in the segment, um, Angel said uh, he was like embracing his dark past, and they were talking about the Dark Order. Of course, they're referencing that um, and part of his uh, his his history. Yeah. So there you the go. Dark, the Dark design. Order. The Dark Order. Yeah. Really, really an evil evil group. <laughs> sure. Uh, I'm yeah. happy Alan Angels is going to stick around here. Yeah, me too. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, this this stuff leads to something good, but uh, not good that, yet. He traded in a stupid purple mask for an ugly yellow sweatshirt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Trey Miguel defeated Mike Bailey by DQ to advance in the X Division tournament final. 
Um, Kenny King was actually at uh, ringside. Kenny King, uh, who Bailey defeated to advance to the spot, uh, came out. He had some popcorn, grabbing a seat, and then at one point, he um, the, about halfway through the match, not halfway at the end of the match, he he grabbed Trey Miguel and threw him into the ring steps right in front of the referee to make sure that uh, Bailey got disqualified. So there you go. They didn't even get a chance to have a good match. So I was excited to see this one. They did some good stuff uh, up until that point, but it was really kind of a, a flat thing, and I don't really. Care care about a speedball Kenny King feud no um underwhelmed actually with this match had higher expectations going in the finish doesn't help but um I don't know it felt like both guys were I get it it was more supposed to be a story match than a match match but um these are guys who should not be doing character stuff these are guys who should be having you know quote-unquote bangers right Uh, JD did you just say bangers I did I couldn't think of a better Uh. term Okay. I know. I feel. I feel like I need a bath now. Just saying that. <laughs> a banger. Yeah. Doesn't that? Isn't that a a sausage in England that they refer to those as bangers? Bangers and mash. Bangers yes. and mash. Yeah. I've actually so, had that before. <laughs> <laughs> so me too. Actually, it's pretty good. Yeah. So so good matches are big sausages. Mm, yeah. There keep you that go. in mind. Keep that in mind <laughs> yeah. next time. See that stupid meme floating around. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't so know, one, man. I'm one... making jokes because I think this match is underwhelming. Yeah, they, so Bailey did hit an, uh, a really cool moonsault uh, into double knees on the outside, so that was cool. Um, but this was all about the story, and um, I kind of felt like it now, – now Miguel goes to the finals of the X Division tournament. I was kind of hoping that we would not get any of the Gaga and just get like a legitimate champion after what happened with Frankie Kazarian, kind of dropping the title after winning it immediately. Um, but instead we got a little bit of Gaga here and Miguel goes to the finals and now he's a weak contender to the title and, uh, he's going to meet the winner of black Taurus and PJ black. And it's gotta be Taurus, right? I mean, it has to be, I would assume so. I don't know. Unless yeah. we're pushing PJ black, anything's possible here. I have no yeah. idea. Yeah. Like it's a weird, <sighs> yeah, it doesn't, it's not good. It's, it is, it's a weak way to set up a contender. It just, um, it's flat, man. This was really. I was looking forward to this too, but it was really flat. Yeah. Yeah. Bummer. Uh, Rosemary was backstage with Jessica uh, that take uh, was telling Jessica that taking a loss to Savannah Evans last week as she did was okay. Valkyrie suggested a drink while Rosemary suggested something more violent, taking it out on Tasha Steeles. She then said she would probably just get a drink. So, okay. This leads to a segment later that was flat. Um, backstage, Kenny King attempted to explain his actions. He said he could see something in Bailey and can't move on until he figures it out. And that feud is going to continue. So we'll see what happens. They're probably overdrive is what I'm thinking. Maybe we get those two guys. Sure. Who knows? Uh, Bupinda Gujar defeated G sharp. G- oh gosh. I was just watching. Um, I was just watching mid South and, uh, what was his name? They had another guy. His name was master G, G? master G. Yeah. Master G George <laughs> Wells. Yeah. Master G. That was, that was, he, he, uh, he he was kind of he kind of came in and he had tarred and feathered uh, Buddy Landell. I was watching that the other day. So. Watts loved that stuff. You know, uh, Master G George Wells was at WrestleMania two. Wrestle Jake the Snake Roberts. He sure did. Yep, mm-hmm. sure did. Um, Gujar came out. Some he had some new entrance music. So there you go. Uh, Sharp. Uh, this is a note from not Josh Nason. And he said Sharp is a California wrestler that works as Hyper Streak and Gregory Sharp on the Indies. He's been Both. in AEW new. Yeah, he's been in AEW, New Japan, and GCW. So there you go. So both so, of those names are better than G Sharp. 
Yes. Uh, they had a fast-paced match that Gujar won after hitting the gargoyle second rope spear. So there you go. That's fine. Yep. Yeah, just kind of a quick squash, just mm-hmm. uh, getting Bupinder some uh, dubs there. Um, Impact Tag Champions Heath and Rhino had some words for the major players ahead of their match at Overdrive. And then Rhino saw Josh Alexander, and sure enough, he told him that Bully Ray was not trustworthy. And then he's a oh, piece of shit. We're doing this every week, huh? Every yeah. week, someone's going to tell us Bully Ray is a terrible person. They're not going to turn him. Yeah. It's so heavy-handed. It, They're not going to turn him. Well, and at this point, I just don't care. No, I've like never... I, I've they, never cared. So they they had the they had the opportunity. Like at first, I was mad, and then it's like okay. Then you want to see how it plays out, and then you want to you give the company a chance because th- they do win me over a lot of times. Especially when I think yeah, something I'm sucks at first. They 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 eventually win me over a lot of times. Mm-hmm. They haven't done it yet with this one. So you know what the um, worst thing they have is for a company? Apathy. Absolutely took the word right out of my mouth. Apathy yep. was exactly what I was going to say. When you stop caring, and I. I've never cared, so I can't get any worse than I do. Like, I'm not mad about it. I just don't care. And this is, uh, they've done nothing to make me care about Bully Ray in the year of our Lord, 2022. Mm -hmm. Alicia Edwards walked up to Jessica. She was reading a self-help book that happened to be written by ODB. So I think they're trying to plug ODB's book there. So that's kind of cool. Well, it's a real thing. It looked like a real book to me. I don't know. I thought that was a gag. Really? I'm, I'm not going to look it up. I, I'm just going to assume it's a real book. I'm yeah. not look. Continue. Look, I'm not a. I'm not a journalist. I just read these fucking reports and watch the shows. <laughs> <I'm not> gonna, <laughs> I just assume the ODB has an actual book. She said she was going to uh, go see the real uh, th- the Aussie Open at Thunder Down Under, and then did the ODB Bam. Um, and she said that uh, ODB self help book says that she needs to keep drinking. So there you go. Uh, and then Eddie Edwards found her, uh, or Edward, Alicia Edwards then found her husband, Eddie, and said she was concerned about Eddie's comments recently. She said uh, she didn't think his connection with Honor No More was over, and he said, insisted that it was because he murdered PCO, left him in the desert, dead and buried. It's over. Um, this was like community theater. This was one of your lower-end Gravitas Ventures films here. This was just bad, bad, bad all around. The problem with looking up a book by ODB is you get a bunch of stuff about old dirty bastard. Yeah. Um, my opinion on this hey, segment. Dirty. Maybe I got your money. money dirty. Yeah, yeah, that was a great yeah, song. Oh, yeah. By the way, yeah. that's what I thought about this segment. <laughs> Trash. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, why? Thought- why do they do this? It's been 20 years and we still make act wrestlers do this terrible community theater acting thing and that nobody looks comfortable. Nobody filming this can think this is good. The dude in the editing bay can't be saying, yes, this is I mean, like, it's not it's not related. It's not solely just impact. It's everywhere. It's a virus. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't understand why we keep doing it. Why can't we just do pro wrestling? Let wrestlers cut promos. That's don't what they make them do. Act in skits, man. Yes, they need to if, cut promos. If you I'm have, watching, a, I'm watching Mid South. I'm not seeing a single bit of acting on that show. Just promos, guys. Just do the promos. Draw some fucking money. Like, if you have a rare talent that can do skits, like if you if Dwayne Johnson happens to show up, yeah, go ahead, roll punches there. But dude, mm-hmm. just let them. But again, what's he known for? Promos, yeah. right? 
just let them promo. Did you listen to Dave and Brian this morning? Dave, like, kind of lamenting that MJF is going to be playing Lance Von Erich, who wasn't a talker. And I'm like, Dave, it's he's acting. It's he's just, playing. It's he's just, playing a part. It doesn't. I was matter. so I mean, dumbfounded why he he was to take a word from uh, CW Punk. He was incredulous about MJ, MJF should play Gino because Gino was a good promo. Look, he it's his first movie. It's a movie. <laughs> like yeah. it's a movie. They're going to be acting. Like he's yeah. a big jack i mean who knows what he's actually gonna do like yeah. i'm just i was astounded by this like again the idea of <laughs> the idea of mjf playing gino hernandez is a good idea yeah. is gino hernandez in the movie no who knows maybe yeah. like again i think we all went really lance von eric ricky vaughn like i think all of us kind of said that but i mean like the fact that dave was so like appalled <laughs> by it it was just like it's acting it's yeah acting Maybe like, maybe he has some real powerful scenes about how they they coerced him into taking the Von Erich name. He was wait, wasn't he Waldo's son? Waldo. That was the from, gimmick. Uh, he was Waldo's yeah. son, and then <laughs> Fritz was like, "No, he lied to us." It's like, "Oh, you didn't know your brother didn't have a right. kid." I mean, the, which is why it didn't work. Which again, which is why I think that's gonna be a good thing in the movie because that's the yeah. first like chink of when the of when the fans really started to turn on the Von Erichs. So it makes yeah. complete sense. But Dave, like, that doesn't make sense. I'm like, no, it actually, if you think in terms of a movie, it makes complete sense. Yeah, I just thought that was really interesting this morning. I was like, really? This is what you get worked up about? Speaking of making sense, Mickey James defeated Chelsea Green um, in probably their big blow-off match. I know they probably wanted to do it on pay-per-view, but uh, Chelsea Green, obviously, uh, it appears that she's heading to the WWE. Immediately after the match, she walked out on the company and told Prado that she's uh, going home. Um, this was a classic TNA knockouts match. I enjoyed this match. I thought it was pretty good. I don't know. I Let's see. Um, James kicked out of an unprettier pin attempt as the ref came out. She missed the top rope drop kick, drop kick attempt as James moved backward, rolling through the, to get the win and keep her career alive. Given all the rumors about WWE being interested in green, this could have been her last impact match, but we will see. So that was from Mr. Nason there. But uh, I, I dug this match. I thought it was cool. The match was good. I, I didn't like the going home thing that she would say that because like, Quite frankly, she's got a longer, stronger history here than in WWE. Yeah, well, so it's a play on when Mickey left the impact earlier this year after Green had beaten her. So now right. Mickey has now done the same thing to her. And that was there. Right. So they wrote Mickey out of the company for a while. She took off. Right. And she came back for this storyline. So that's why they did that. I agree. No, I, Chelsea I, has a bigger, a bigger it's the history verbiage. here. Yes, it's the ver- I, agree. I get it. It's the verbiage. Like, I'm going home. It's like home they didn't home like just say i want to be in ww i mean like just say i'm leaving like at least they made jokes yeah. about it when taya left like this was like <laughs> this was this reminded me of like when dixie was dragging on hulk hogan's feet when he was walking mm-hmm. out of the promotion right it was just like why are we putting over somebody who's on i mean because then it's you're giving some that kind of a platform to leave you should just leave and be gone like yeah. i don't know i didn't like i didn't like it i didn't like it the match was good but like the, yeah. the the promo stuff, no, not a fan, not a fan. Uh, this is where the show got really, really interesting. So check this out. Steve Macklin was pounding on Scott Demore's door, and he threw kind of like a cup, and it smacked up against the locker. And Tommy Dreamer was in the background talking to somebody. 
And then he came over to Macklin and asked him what his problem was. And then it doesn't say this even, I don't think, and Nason didn't actually catch this in the recap, but um, our buddy Lucha Doncic screen capped it. I immediately saw it. A guy comes out of the locker room, comes through a door, and he sees Alicia Edwards there, and he starts to talk to her. And she goes, hey, you're on camera. And he looks up at the camera, walks back in. It was John Morrison. John Morrison made his long Johnny Impact, the former Impact champion, made his long-awaited return by accident in a backstage cameo where he appears on camera and then immediately gets out of the the, the shot. And instead of reshooting it, they just left it in. I think because that's that's what Impact does. But I think in this case, they're like, oh fuck it, that's hilarious. We're gonna keep it in. It's it one one take Jake's here over an Impact. <laughs> we don't take. We got time. We don't got time for take two. Got to keep the train moving. Of course, this was WWE. This was uh, Triple H's WWE. That would have been a hint for something greater, followed by QR yeah. codes and Uncle Howdy. Yeah. Do you you're think not gonna you... wait? You're not going to waste his date, his return to the company by accident at a backstage skit. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> do you think? Do you think John Morrison's coming or uh, Johnny Impact's coming back? John Hennigan. Well, you know, guess who just passed Johnny Impact on the all-time uh, Impact title reign list. Ooh. Alexander just passed him, so he has, I think, the third, second or third longest title reign in Impact history. I would watch, um, he, I would watch that he just, match. He just passed Johnny Impact. Taya Valkyrie happens to be in the promotion. He was just there. In my opinion, it's like, hey, if you got the guy there in the building, why not book him? But uh, he was just there. He's not signed anywhere. He's doing AAA at this point. I think that I think AEW had some interest in him, but they just kept jobbing him out. So I don't think there's any real interest there. And I. Honestly, AEW needs to be a little bit tapped out on some of these former WWE guys for a while because now you're starting to get lower and lower on the list here. And I, I don't think that um, I don't think that John Morrison, Johnny Elite, Johnny Impact, whatever you want to call him, is going to add anything to that promotion. Um, yeah. I could see him making a big difference here, and he was a good world champion for this company. He is, and again, I think that uh, I'm not a big fan of everyone bringing in these WWE guys. I think that uh, I, I had a Twitter thing today saying that. I think these WWE people need to realize that the sun does not set, in fact, in Stanford, Connecticut. Yeah. Uh, re- not related to this. I think that – I don't know what you do with Impact. Like, do you want to come in and put him into a top spot because we've been there with him before? I I almost wonder if he's reached the phase of his career where – because like with Tony Combs, using him as like a gatekeeper, wanted to do with him yeah. apparently, is that might be a better role for him. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, well, I think I think you do the uh, you know you got Josh Alexander just passed him on the title reign list. Have him, Josh. You, have you, him put Josh you, over. You, yeah. you you immediately do that, and then you just move him down the card a little bit, and then you keep him in the upper upper mid level. If he he can do babyface or heel, either one. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's and he's uh, the guy. Look, he's a good wrestler. He looks great. <laughs> Promos aren't the greatest, but he uh, makes up for it in a lot of other areas. So. Uh, I think he'd be a great guy to have here. And as you were saying, Impact needs main eventers, and he mm-hmm. was a longtime main eventer in this Most. promotion. Yeah, yeah, could be like I said, could be a, a good gatekeeper main eventer guy. A lot of yeah. guys, a uh, lot of options there. Yeah, fan. So, um, so anyway, lost in all that was Macklin wants a world title match, and Dreamer told him to be a leader and lead by example, and not throw a tantrum. Macklin said Dreamer was just interested in protecting himself and bully Ray. Dreamer said he would talk to Scott Demore and get Macklin a match against himself. Macklin should burn this company to the ground. Like <laughs> he's the only person in this company that asks for things. Everyone else yeah. just jumps people and are rewarded. Like Dreamer Dreamer always says the dumbest shit on this show, and I'm glad it just continues. <laughs> now my DMs are gonna be flooded. Um 
I don't know why you have to. That was stupid. Like this is wrestling. He's like Macklin. I feel like Macklin is a straight man in a comedy routine. He's doing this the way of like asking for a title shot. Everybody else Joe's goes and jumps somebody or in New Japan guys just walk out and say, "Hey, I want a title mm-hmm. shot." Everyone goes, "Yes, you title shot." Like, well, he's and that's, like and that's, asking. That's ha- weird. He's trying to ask Scott Demore. What he ha- who he hasn't asked is Josh Alexander. I think I think he would have good luck with Alexander. Well, he's being, like, he's got hey. that military background. He's going to the yeah. he's like asking the superior. He's actually you know what? going I to never, the command. I never thought of it that way, and that actually Character. makes total sense. Yeah. Character. Yes. Damn it. You know what? Points to JD. I'm the military guy. I didn't even fucking catch that. And you, you know what? It. And I don't think Impact is actually doing it for that Me reason. Neither. I think, <laughs> I think it's sheer incompetence and storytelling. That's the I reason agree. why they're doing it. I agree with you, <laughs> but it kind of makes sense. I'm trying. It's uh, critical interpretation. You find things that aren't really there. Um, Bully Ray defeated Zicky Dice. Who gives a shit? Adam. Yep. After the match, Moose um, speared uh, Bully Ray through a table. And now they got a tables match between Moose and Bully Ray, where Bully Ray will, in fact, beat Moose. Wow. Bully Ray in a tables match. Mind-boggling. I never I'm thought glad he, he would have done that. I'm glad he's evolved. Oh, yes. It's, it's changing. Like, it's, like, it's like putting you know 60-year-old Matt Hardy in a fucking ladder match. It's like, the guy can do other things now. Come on. I don't know if Matt Hardy can do other things, quite <laughs> frankly. Have you watched Matt Hardy work recently? No. Yeah. Uh, and apparently he's in uh he, he's witness to things that uh, nowhere nobody has even seen him at. Psychic see, powers. Yeah, he's got psych he's got the power of teleportation still because he apparently claimed that he watched the whole thing go down with CM Punk and then recanted his whole story. It's like that Brian Williams guy from NBC News. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, for a minute, you know, he was broken mad again. He was using the art of teleportation. Vanguard yeah. 1 got him in. Oh, no, that didn't happen? Oh, yeah, no. I mean, I meant I saw it other times. Yeah. Nice try, Matt. Yeah. Um, Sam McCallahan reported to um, Eric Young's early comments and actions. He had uh, one of Young's followers with tape over his mouth and called for a rematch under new rules. Death match double jeopardy. I'm actually interested in this. You make your opponent bleed, and then you can win by pin. Later, it was learned that the rules are no DQ and no count out. So once a man is bleeding, they are in jeopardy, mean they can be pinned or submitted, which is the only way a match. So I like this better than a first blood match because in a first blood match, you make your point of bleeding, the match is over. I've seen it before where somebody gets an accidental nosebleed or an accidental cut, and then they have to be like, no, he's not bleeding enough. This one, it opens it up to where, hey, look, you, you can't win the match until your opponent is bleeding. I like that. If John Moxley did one of those, it'd be like Honky Talk Man Ultimate Warrior. It'd just be <laughs> out there and his head splits open. No, this is some Bill Wattsiness if I've ever seen I, it. Yes, right? yes, Bill Watt, dude, genius, Bill. Absolutely, this is a Bill Watts man. I'm surprised they don't have a coal miner's glove and a Tuskegee one at the same time. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> like stipulations on top of stipulations, and unlike yeah. Vince Russo, they actually kind of worked. Like it would actually be, yeah. oh, that's kind of cool. Actually, no, I like this. I'm gonna make you bleed, then I'm gonna pin you that's a great promo to cut too first i'm gonna make you bleed then i'm gonna beat you so you could have both guys double juicing as a mess and then the then Mm. the match beyond begins like yes i'm okay with this i think it is cool it's different like this is what i want to see and i'm so tired of the same gimmick matches over and over again if i see one person get hit with a kendo stick i'm gonna throw myself into a wall 
Like, yes. let's do something. Oh, watch, they're gonna bust each other up. Oh, oh, I just well, changed you know, it. Bully Ray's gonna have a Kendo stick. I know, I just changed match. it. I mean, like, but this sounds cool. Like, I like yeah. it. I like it. Kudos, kudos for yeah. being creative. Good job, Impact. Uh, Perazzo caught up with Green as she was leaving, still in her gear. Perazzo asked where she was going. She said she was going home, which we talked about earlier. Um, and then Mickey James and Taylor Wilde is now set for overdrive. Oh, we're best friends and we want to wrestle. And then uh, Bully Ray versus Moose is now a tables match. So there you go. Um, and then before the main event, we got an awesome, awesome, awesome hype video of Frankie Kazarian versus Josh Alexander. I think they put the whole thing on Twitter. It's worth going out of way to see. Rules. Going, it it rules. rules. Yeah. Going going into Frankie Kazarian's uh, history. They got Tracy Brooks on there talking about her history with Impact and and everything. Uh, just really, really well done. Obviously, Impact is state of the art when it comes to these things. Yeah, I um, I love production, man. I I think Impact does some of the best type videos. I've always said that, and I just, man, these things. Um, pro wrestling just needs more of the like, not like the WWE over dramatic ones, but just ones that get you excited, right? This got me just, man. I'm really looking forward. Like, I don't really like this Overdrive card to be honest with you, but this matches. Like, I know there's the title's not in doubt, but it just, I don't know, got me excited. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, got me excited too. I really, I really dig it. Uh, and then we go to the main event. Jordan Grace uh, defeated Giselle Shaw in what I thought was a damn good uh, match, a damn good women's title match. I, yeah. you know, Giselle, Giselle's got something, man. And obviously, Jordan She's Grace good. is one of the better. Jordan Grace is one of the best out there. I think um, she was just a PWG over the weekend, and Dave Meltzer put over her match with Masha, saying it was it was as good as her Bound for Glory match, but the crowd heat was way better because it's PWG, PWG. for everything there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but he said that the match that they did it was it was probably similar, but the crowd heat was insane. So she's really making herself to be a hot commodity when her contract is up with this promotion. And I think they're going to really, really have to dig deep to keep her because she looks incredible. The work is outstanding. Promos are getting better. She's just great. Jordan Grace is an absolute superstar, and Giselle Shaw's got something too. Um, and uh, they look great here, man. Well, I'm gonna say it like this. You got to beat WWE because that's it's either Jordan's going to be here or in WWE. Cause yeah. I don't think she's going to the other place. So, yeah. uh, you know, um, Giselle Shaw's really good. John LaRocca told us that she was really good. And, um, and I got to admit, I'm impressed. Giselle Shaw looked absolutely great in this match. This was, this is a good, this is just a good wrestling match. Very, yeah. very entertained. Absolutely. And then as Grace was walking back up the ramp, um, her recent rival, Masha Slamovich, attacked her from behind with a chair and some kicks and then hit the snowplow on on top of the chairs. So it looks like we're going to get another rematch here. Um, They just had it at PWG off the charts. Um, I think... I think them doing the match at PWG and then Meltzer and and Ryan Satin and these other like media types uh, talking about it is really going to lead people to come want to watch this thing uh, in Impact because for PWG unless you're one of the 250 in the building you ain't watching that match for another six months because they don't release those things for a long time so I think that hype around that match is going to help out. I don't know. You don't think so? You should just trickle down to Impact when those things get popping other places. It. There's the snobbishness. There's like a snobbishness. No, there but is. there's the snobbishness with especially PWG type fans when it comes to impact, right? And <clears throat> I, I don't even think it's about match quality, but it's always like oh, pff, LOL TNA impact. They're still yeah. around. Like people complain about the show, and they mm-hmm. don't like they they don't even know what they're complaining about. Like you know, like mm-hmm. I'm I'm critical of this stuff, but I mean, like 
it's never match quality. I don't think it's ever been a bad match quality, right? But there's this elitism specifically from PWG fans. I don't, I think they'll love it, but I don't think if you're not an impact viewer, I don't think they're going to jump. Right. I just, yeah, I don't, I know. I, I feel you. And they're definitely look, as I, I kind of made myself a little bit known in some of the media circles as being the impact guy. And people mm-hmm. kind of have snubbed their nose at me because of that, because I was trying to carve my niche out and, and kind of not promote impact, but talk about impact. Um, and I have felt those effects. Look, I could post, I could post a, our, one of our, our podcasts in the fight game media, Facebook group, and it won't get a goddamn bit of attraction. Yeah. Cause no I one posted, in our Facebook group in, gives a shit. Yeah. I know, but I posted in some other ones and some, especially some impact related ones. And it gets, it gets, it catches on fire. And that's what, that's what, and that's what I, I hate to, I hate to go off on our Facebook group, but I mean, that's just the thing is like our like impact show. There's good wrestling every single week, but there's a lot of snob wrestling fans that can't be bothered to check it out because impact is somehow beneath them. Yet. They're going to go watch They're yet. I have to read 10 pages about how Nikki cross threw a belt in the garbage can I actually tried to throw a belt in the garbage can and missed because <laughs> For some yeah. reason, she has to look like, uh, like, look up like she's Mance Warner or something like that. But you know, we can't watch Impact. I mean, like, it's just, it's bizarre to complain about a product you don't watch or bury a product you don't watch, right? Yeah. I just, or it's a weird. lot of it is a lot of it is well, that's not popular enough for me. It that's has what to it reach is. A certain threshold for me. Like, there's right. not enough people in the audience for someone like me to watch a product. Well, I felt that way in Ring of when I was really following <laughs> Ring of Honor. We're like, I have love yeah. Ring of Honor, and people were like, "You watch Ring of Honor? Why?" Right. And I'm like, "Oh, AJ Styles is awesome." And, they, and then he showed up in AEW, and people were like, "Oh yeah, he's really." Or excuse me, in WWE, and people were like, "Oh yeah, he's really good." Mm-hmm. I'm like, telling he's you always that, been really good. Telling you that for dumb. a decade, like, well, just, and you know, I, and then you you take a look at the the roster that AEW and WWE has, the amount of people that have come through Impact, tons. it's insane. It's mm-hmm. insane. And so. again, it's this it, this snobbishness. This again, like even Dave, Dave and Brian be like, oh God, it feels so much like impact. And I'm like, okay, we always had good matches. Like even mm-hmm. Jeff Jarrett's stuff was fun to watch sometimes. Like maybe got a little much at times. I can't argue that. Like 20 years ago. But I mean, come on, man. Yeah. Like I just the Bellwether fan thing just gets it gets annoying to me. It really does. Well, before the show was over, right as the right after the credits rolled, um, we went to the scene of last week's Eddie Edwards and PCO fight, and a pile of rocks where PCO was buried in, and then he a lightning bolt struck the rocks, and he raised his hand up, and turns out PCO is very much alive. <laughs> and we just got done saying, "How come you guys don't watch Impact? How come you don't give them a chance?" And then they pull some shit like this. Well, to be mind. fair, WWE's done this shit too with the Undertaker. Well, if I yeah. okay, Brian De Palma is one of the greatest <laughs> filmmakers of all time. Ever. And Carrie, Carrie was such a unique horror film. Even in the era, it's so low budget and grungy looking. And that that iconic ending where that hand shoots up from underneath the, the earth and grabs and it's terrifying and it's just like it's so cliched now right yes. and if, when i saw that i'm like really it's been 50 years <laughs> and we're still doing this really like 
Yeah, and you're right. I spent just five minutes saying, why don't you guys give this company a chance? You know, that's a good show. And then they they do the rip-off carry ending that WWE has yeah. been ripping off for 20 years. Yeah, never mind. I just, never mind. I get it. <laughs> take it back. Take it back. <laughs> okay. okay, well, I think overall, I thought this was a really fun show. Yeah, uh, lots of good wrestling, uh, good promos, some awful backstage skits, and then, of course, uh, we had an Undertaker skit to close the show up, but I thought it was uh, overall pretty good. And, and I feel more interested in Overdrive, which is that uh, next Friday, than I was uh, going into the show. But hey, if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, go ahead and give us a five-star review and tell the good people over there at Fight Game Media that you are there listening to JD and I wax poetic on all things pro wrestling. Uh, impact related pro wrestling anyway give us a big five-star review and if you want to bury anybody else please do so that's also funny that works out for me oh, JD we love got any, yeah jd got anything to plug before we head to patreon not a damn thing I'm too busy right now wrestling season started this week <laughs> i can't sleep i don't know what's happening i don't know whether i'm coming or going uh i need a couple weeks to settle into all this well, that's going to do it for us on the free feed. Uh, Patreon, or head over to patreon.com slash fightgamemedia. we got lots to talk about. Uh, here, I'm going to go. I'm just going to do the rundown real quick. I have it on my phone here. Oh. Um, we're going to talk uh, last week's ratings. Not so good. Um, ML, we got some MLW news, some huge news revolving uh, MLW and Brace for Impact. <laughs> we're going to talk some Mia Yim, Taryn Terrell, Lady Frost, CM Punk, and more. So head on over to patreon.com slash fightgamemedia. Five bucks a month uh, to hear this audio gold each and every week. All right, everybody. We're out.